you have a seat. Here we go. Ready for Sunday morning? Okay, so we've done grace within identity, within community, and now formation. Ten minutes of formation. Are you ready? So Ephesians 1 to 3, as you remember from yesterday, was about God's revelation of himself to us, his grace poured out to us, and our identity in Christ. And Ephesians 4 to 6, we started, John just read from Ephesians verse, chapter 4, verse 1. This is where this pivot happens, this change to say, you now you know the grace, you know what God has done for you, you know what he's given for you, you know who you are. And now, how do you respond to that grace? How do you respond to that revelation? Really, in basic terms, this is what worship is. What he's talking about here is worship. God's revelation of himself and our response to that revelation. You want a definition of worship? There it is. Our response to God's revelation of himself. And then in verse 1, here Paul says, here, I as a prisoner of Christ, I urge you to walk in um, the, a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Actually, the word urge there has call in, in that word as well. So if you want to go, you know, really, what you could, you could translate as, I therefore, as prisoner of the Lord, come alongside to call you. I'm coming alongside to call. This is the word paraclete in Greek. It's the same as the Holy Spirit. I'm coming alongside to call you, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. He's interested in calling here. He likes this word call in this sentence. He's like, that's, that's a good word. I'll just throw it in a few times. And this word calling, he's saying, uh, it's a confusing word for us sometimes, but in English, the word vocation comes from it. The difference between a job in life and a vocation in life is purpose. And he's saying that this calling which God calls you to, it's not just responding because it's a list of things to do in the next few chapters. And as a Christian, when you become a Christian, you, you do some certain things. He's saying it, it's a vocation, it's a calling, there's purpose behind it. Yeah. And the purpose is maturity. That's where we get to the, at the end of that reading we have. The purpose <coughs> is to be built up in Christ into mature people. The other word in that sentence Calling is one of them. The other word is that word worthy. And there's an image in that word. The image is one of scales. You know those old school scales where you've got two things on either side, and I can't do it holding a mic. But you've got the balance. And it's kind of like this, this word worthy is saying you need to walk in a, in a way worthy of the calling. If the calling's on one side, what God has done for you, then that's that. And then He's asking you to, to balance that scale in your response. What in your response to what God has done for you balances the scales? What is walking in a way worthy of the calling that you have received? It is about being intentional. And what I think he's talking about here, as I said, is maturity. And what he's saying is just as you take responsibility of yourselves in the relationship for, for the building of good community. So you need to take responsibility yourself in your formation of your character. I um, had a, a Christian hero of mine 
It, was, it started from a, a book that um, my dad gave me when I was 15. And there's this devotional book that dad gave me that he used to read and he found really helpful, so he gave it to me and I, I read it really for the next 10, 15 years of my life every morning, just about, just over and over. <coughs> and by a guy named Oswald Chambers. And the devotion was called My Utmost for His Highness. And I um, just drank in what he said. And as I, as I read it, I, I was intrigued by this man as well. And I was like, well, I want to get to know what, who this man is. What, is it, what does he say? What is, it, what is his life? And um, he taught, has taught me a lot about this very thing, this very formation, what it means for us to, to respond to God's grace in our lives in order to be formed into who Jesus says that we are. And one of the real significant things that Oswald Chambers showed me is that a godly life isn't all glamorous. It's not all exciting, but it's built upon habits by which Jesus lives in us and comes alive through us. And in reading his words from his life, I found that this very thing of habit formation is actually the key to discipleship. The habits that you possess are the things that allow you to grow into maturity. Here's what Oswald Chambers says. On the basis of his redemption, I've got it up on the screen for you if you want to read along with me. On the basis of his redemption, Jesus Christ claims that he can put into my personal spirit his own heredity, that is, the Holy Spirit, his own, his own person. And then I have to form character on the basis of that new disposition. God will do everything that I cannot do. He pours out grace upon us. We, we, we know that from Ephesians 1 to 3, don't we? But he will do nothing that he's instructed me to do. God gives a new disposition, but he gives us nothing in the shape of character. We have to work out in our lives what God works in within us. And the way that we work it out is by the mechanical process of habit. And Oswald talks about you know, these, these metaphors. We see it, he says, in the natural world all the time. You see it in the formation of a canyon where one tiny trickle of water over time forms this crevice in the earth. And as more water runs down that, this canyon grows and becomes bigger. It forms something and the water no longer needs to decide where it's going because it knows where to go. And if that dries up and then water comes back into it over time, it just naturally goes along the same path. Oswald Chambers says it's much harder to fold a piece of paper the first time than the next time because it's already folded. There's already a fold there for, for it to follow. And this process, he says, runs all through the physical nature and the brain is physical. And once we understand that our bodies are uh, something that God's created in the physical world and the way that God works, and we find that the body becomes a, an ally in our spiritual life. Often we think that, we, that the body is something we have to fight against all the time. But Oswald Chambers says that our spiritual lives don't grow in spite of our bodies, but our spiritual lives grow because we're a body. Yeah. Here's another way of putting it. I've got another quote here. 
It's not Oswald Chambers. Don't have Frank Outlaw. This is one that many people have used. But Frank, this is Frank's articulation of it. He says, watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become character. Watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> That's what you think about because that will ultimately show where you're heading. And we see it all through our lives, don't we? You know, you, the habits you possess today, I can use them to predict where you'll be in 50 years' time. I can, I can, what, are, what are your habits of teeth brushing like? Because oh. tell me what your teeth are like in, when you're old, won't it? <laughs> and not only happens in the physical, things we do with our body, but it happens internally as well. The habits that we form shape our future. So, what do we do? What do we do with this? We need to work out how to form habits in our life. And sometimes we'll come to a habit and go, well, I've just got to change everything. Like, these things are massive in my life. I'm just going to, I want to change. But I just don't think that's the most helpful way of doing it because you probably do it for three days and then it's too hard and you'll give up. And so my suggestion to you is that you want to try to find the smallest possible thing that you can find to change. You've got to decide what you, you want to change. You want to decide what your, your vision of the future is based on the calling that you have received. But what is the smallest possible thing that you could change in your life and create a habit out of it. Habits are, are formed somewhere between 30 and 60 days, people say. So if you do the same thing for that many days, then you will have broken the back of forming a habit. And so choose something that can have a domino effect in your life. You know, for me, I'm like, I, I want to be someone that reads the Bible. I want to be someone that is immersed in God's Word because I believe that that shapes me. I believe that that feeds me. And I've got three kids, and so I have to get up and get out of bed early in order to be able to have space for that, to get, get out and do that. And so rather than just going, there's a lot of things in that. Rather than going, I'll try to do all these things at once, I go, okay, what's one thing that I can do in order to try to work towards that goal that I have, that desire I have to be shaped by God by, by being in His Word? Okay, well, one is I just have to do, do, do the reading. But what's the point of just doing the reading if I'm not taking it in? So I'm like, what, what, what's one of the big um, struggles for me in that? Tiredness. So rather than focus on that getting up really early and always being tired and trying to force myself to do it, I go, you the habit that I need to form? I need to form the habit of going to bed a bit earlier. <laughs> getting, getting to sleep. So that when I wake up early, I'm like, I might feel tired, but I'm not going to sleep. And so I'm not going to listen to that. And now I know how to, how to do it. You want to find habits that can become a domino effect to other things in your life. I have, I have a, you know, a, kind of a, a, a routine of habits that I use to try to help me to walk towards the purposes that I believe God is calling me to and the future that he has promised for me. The thing to remember in all this is this is not just things that we do. This has to be response to God's revelation. 
Okay, so this is what Paul's saying, I remind us of it. Live a life worthy of the calling you've received. It's a response, it's worship. And this is where I think that Frank Outlaw, our friend Frankie there with that quote, I think he actually started a step too far for us. He started with thoughts. But I actually think that we need to start a step back before that with desires. Because it's our desires, it's what we desire within, inside us that shape the way that we think. And if your desires are cont- continually off track, then that's where your mind's going to be. That's what you're going to be thinking about. What you desire is where your mind goes. <coughs> and so I want to say to you, what are your desires? If you're like, my desires just aren't where God wants them to be, then you need to work out how to reform your desires. And this is exactly what Paul's been talking to us now. The way that you reform your desires is worship. God reforms your desires. You turn to Him. You look to Him. You honour Him. You give your life over to Him. And He reshapes your perspective on things. He reshapes the way that you see things. Worship is the arena in which God recalibrates our hearts to be more aligned with who He is. What we really need is our hearts retrained. And so we turn to God in worship to have our hearts retrained. And then we respond as an act of worship itself, informing our own habits so that we can walk toward what He's calling us to. Amen. That's good. 20 minutes. Here's some questions. What do you see for your life? What is that calling that God is calling you to? What's the calling that you receive? What is your response to His revelation of Himself, in other words? And in that, what do you currently desire? What do you want? What do you want to do in response to what God has done for you? That's what that first one's about. What's your vision for the future? And then what are the habits that you want to form that could help you walk towards this? You might think of things if you don't have any idea. Chapters 4 to 6 are that response. He's saying these are the things that you can do that is a godly life. So you can read Ephesians chapter 6 if you don't know. And what is one habit that you just want to work on for the next 30, 60 days? Statistics show that probably 4% of people here will actually work on that, do a habit. But if you want to be that, then this is this question is for you. What's the one habit that you want to form? What is the smallest step that you can start? Don't try to do a big chunk. If you have a big idea, find the smallest part of that idea or the, the domino thing that will lead to that and form that one thing first.